Welcome back to the Hook the TMO Fishing Podcast, where we talk about fishing and recovery and who knows what else is going to come up. My name is Tim Moore. Thanks for joining me today. We are joined, a uh, special guest today. I've really been looking forward to this one, Matt Johnson from Clam Outdoors. Matt's a, a fishing guide in Minnesota, but he's also uh, the pro staff director for Ice Team, Clam Outdoors, Blackfish, All Terrain, uh, All Terrain Tackle. Yeah. Is that everything? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's about it, man. Hey, Matt, how are you? Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. Great to see your face. Likewise. Looking forward to actually being able to come out there in August and see everybody. We're pretty pumped up, man. Yeah, we're already uh, already planning the, the big day, as people call it there, the Clam Pro Day. So pretty excited. It's uh, obviously with the pandemic, we couldn't see each other last year. And I think the anticipation this year is pretty vague. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, I just kind of brushed on, you know, what you do, but um talk a little bit about your background and and i mean i i kind of know the story um uh, just from my perspective i you know i was trying to break into the clam outdoors uh atmosphere for a few years before um you took the job that you have now with clam and um so you were actually the one that brought me on to the clam pro staff and and gave me a shot uh, but before that you were you were an ice team pro Yep. Um, so it was weird when I got that email that you worked for them because you were one of the people that from out here, I was following out there. You know, I was pretty dialed into, you know, what I seen was and who they were and knew I wanted to be one. Um, now I look back and I'm like, boy, you had pretty lofty goals, but you know, um, so yeah, talk a little bit about, you know, how that came to be and, and a little bit about what you do with clam. Yeah. It's, it, it's pretty humbling. I mean, I always tell the story when people ask and you know, Tim, when I was, in 10th grade, um, that was the year uh, Ice Team was born in 1997. And I remember sitting down and writing that cliche essay of what do you want to be when you grow up? And it really wasn't intended to be this kindergartner saying, you know, I want to be a, a pro football player or a police officer. It was, you know, really think about it, right? And I actually wrote about, I want to be a part of Ice Team uh, when I was in 10th grade. Cause I went to the St. Paul ice show, met Dave Gantz, got my ice team pin and a hat and, you know, fell in love with the sport. And, and little did I know fast forward, I'd be a part of it. So pretty humbling, you know, journey and, you know, but no, yeah, I, I cut my teeth guiding and, and doing what you do, man, got guiding and, you know, it's hard work and promoting and working uh, with companies on, on pro staff positions. And yeah, I've been with clam since, Oh, it's been a while. Early 2000s, 2001 to 2003 ish is when I joined on board Clam Pro staff and and um, did that for many years. Actually created their Facebook page for them. Uh, nice. There was a time where no one in the industry had a Facebook page, and I had to beg and plead with these owners of these companies that uh, <laughs> you have a Facebook page, it'll be something. And I remember them looking me in the eye saying, "It's a fad. I'm not going to do it." And uh, Though some of those companies would clam, Vexlar, Strike Master. Um, so uh, found my niche there. And yeah, loved the sport. Got involved, uh, you know, heavily on the promotional side. And then it was Mr. Steve Gertson, who was the, you know, the kind of the guy helping, helping lead the charge back in the day with clam. And came to one of my UPL ice fishing events and said, hey, you know, we know you help us out a lot on the pro staff level and social media and whatnot. 
do you want to come on board and take over ice team? And I, I honestly thought Timmy was joking. Um, it, I didn't put a lot of merit to the conversation. And it was two weeks later that I came to clam because I showed up on a monthly basis to talk social media because I was handling the social media and Nick Chido, who I know you remember Nick, mm-hmm. Nick said, uh, are you ready to go meet with Steve and talk about this opportunity? And I'm like, okay. I didn't, again, I didn't think it was, I thought it was something to do with social media. I sit down across, I'm in a hoodie and a hat, like I wear every day. And Steve's like, so you want that job? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're serious. He's like, yeah. And um, I took the job and, and uh, left Thorn Brothers two weeks later. And I've been here ever since, man. Yes. Yes. So do you want that job are words that I think every ice angler that I've ever known has dreamed of hearing, right? In this industry, do you want that job? Because, you know, just about everybody would would like to, not everybody, but, you know, most people would would kill, you know, to be in in your shoes or in my shoes. You know, that's one thing that I've, I've always tried to remind myself or keep fresh is that, you know, because it's not always easy and sometimes you know, there might be some, you know, warring of, you know, brands and mostly amongst consumers, really, which is funny, um, is that there are there are thousands and thousands of people who would kill to be in my position right now, you know, like to be sitting doing a podcast with Matt Johnson from Clam Outdoors. You know, I've done phone interviews with Dave Gens and, you know, being coming to the St. Paul show and working alongside all the other pros is look around and I'm like, there, there are people that would, that would, for the price of the plane ticket admission, fly out here just to meet you, yep. you know, and here I am, they're colleagues now. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I remember hounding Nick Chido for two or three years emails and it was always like, well, it's, you know, it's fall. We don't do this in the fall. Um, <laughs> you know, and the, I think the first one was basically like, who are you, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, uh, and I just kept going and kept going. And I remember the last email I sent, literally said they say the squeaky wheel gets the grease so squeak squeak i'm not going to stop emailing you until you tell me to and then the following spring was when i got an email from you and invited me to come on board so yeah definitely a cool story you've earned it man i mean hard hard work pays off and that's what i tell people and and you're spot on with the you know with i think oftentimes we do take things for granted in the positions we have and you know, and I tell this to new pros, old pros, uh, members of the fishing league, clients I guide, upcoming anglers, that you have to remember that, you know, a lot of people look up to you. And a lot of people don't believe that. A lot of anglers, you know, that maybe are just getting into the sport and just got their first pro staff position, let's say. Even at that level, even when you're starting to blossom, thousands and thousands of people look up to you. And, and I always tell that to people, always take it. Um, one step at a time, always ha- be humble, you know, always remember that there's somebody out there that is envious of what you're doing and, uh, don't take it for granted. Cause, uh, I'm telling you, it's, and it, it, it's a true statement. You're spot on. It's, it's, we sometimes forget that and we just do this. It's we're in the fishing business and we love it. And this is, you know, our gig, right. But, you know, you gotta remember, you take the time to talk to everybody that asks the question and you know, at every sports show, take the time to answer questions from young and old and, and yeah. just actually uh, always have fun with it. Yeah. That's, you know, I think one thing that, that you, that I see um, with 
with, you know, some of the people that have been in the industry for a long time that are doing really well is that, that hunger, they, they still, most of them still treat it like it's really competitive, you know, and, and you need to stay hungry and you need to stay relevant and, and change with the times and keep that, you know, that passion going. And that's what, you know, most of those people are still doing, you know, they're still, got their, their, you know, finger on the pulse of the fishing industry and paying attention to that. And not just like what new products are out there, but what companies want, because how things are done today are, are way different than they were done when you first brought me on. And it's going to keep changing. And, and it's the people that change with it that, that seem to, you know, thrive in this industry and that keep that like, you know, what, like we're talking about now is that, that humility, um, but also that hunger before we get too far ahead. I just want to touch on a little bit. I don't, I, I don't doesn't do it justice to say that to just say you manage ice team clam blackfish and all-terrain tackle how many individual pro staff positions do you manage because some of those people are on are, are on you know some are all of those pro staffs but really someone who's on clam and someone who's on blackfish for you that's like two different positions to have to deal with so how many positions would you say you you manage right now oh uh, i haven't done a exact count recently but a few months back, we were at 700 and some, <laughs> you know, when you look, when you look at clam outdoors, which blankets the ice belt, not just in, in the United States, but in Canada, you know, we have 450 ish pros that are a part of those brands. Um, and then we have, of course, the ice team pros, which consist of clam pros as well, looking drunk. And then you have the blackfish pro staff, which is open water apparel. Uh, we have quite a few on there, and, and they're in different regions of the country. Of course, we have the Midwest, and we have, you know, yourself, Tim, out east, and but we have blackfish pros down in Arkansas and Alabama and Arizona and all over the place. And then all-terrain bass tackle, there's over 100 guys and gals on that pro staff that are, you know, kicking butt and taking names on the bass world. And again, we have pros on all-terrain from California to New Jersey down to Florida and to Texas. And so it's, it's interesting. It's fun. It's dynamic. You got to throw on a different hat every day, sometimes multiple different hats a day. Uh, but, you know, Tim, you know me well enough now to know that's how I'm wired. I mean, I just, I love it. And, and my, uh, I really feel like my position in this industry is, is to do what I'm doing is to engage with pro staff and on the promotional side of things and the direct marketing of things. And, and uh, help push that message out there. And I think, you know, part of the reason I really enjoyed and part of the reason I think I have success at it is that's who I was for 10, 15 years before I came on board Clam was a pro staff member for Clam, you know, and I, I walk those shoes and I understand, you know, the frustrations and the wins and all that stuff. And, and uh, <laughs> I said, I didn't uh, get a position at Clam because I applied for it or there was an opening and I was working at uh, target or corporate America. No, I was uh, probably uh, guiding the day that uh, I got the call to come in. So uh, I think it's fun, but yeah, man, it's, it's a labor of love. Though, man. If, if you ask my wife, I mean, you know, Tara, it's uh, a lot of Sunday afternoons. My phone rings and I'm picking it up or, or walking away from the dinner table because I got to, you know, handle something. Uh, with a pro staff member or help them out or, you know, continue to push that ball down the hill. And that's just it. I mean, if you don't want to work, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't want to work hard, 
uh, you will not make it in the fishing business. I don't care if it's anything from guiding to tournament fishing to uh, working for a brand. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of fun work. Uh, don't get me wrong. But if you think you're going to work a nine to five and truly be successful, don't even put your name in the hat. I'm just telling you right now, don't even bother because you're wasting your time, everyone else's, and it will not work out. Yes. It's truly yeah. true. Yeah, super true. Uh, that's a. Remember, I did a a TV spot for our our local channel out here, and and off camera they asked, you know, like what is if if we were to ask you what is the one key to success, you know, as a guide and working in promotions, uh, what's the one key? And I was like, if I had to pick one thing, I would say you better love it. <laughs> you absolutely have to love it because. You know, it's, it's funny. I used to get real threatened as a guide by new guides would pop up in my state and, you know, we have to be licensed. So they publish the list every year. They update it a couple of times a year. So, you know, when a new guy comes along and I get real threatened and be like, Oh my God, they're going to, you know, I was struggling to, to build my business as it was. And they're going to, you know, step on my toes and steal business. And, and, you know, today a new guide pops up and I'm like, yeah, we'll see, you know, cause yeah. and it's the same thing with, you know, with pro staffers, they come in, you know, and they're real hungry. And then they realize that, pro staff does not equal free stuff, you know, and, uh, and there are, there are, you know, many that do well, that thrive, they, they get it, they figure it out and they're passionate and they, they love, you know, the promotional side of things. And, you know, like me, it's, it's really that interaction with other people, colleagues, and, you know, um, just general, general anglers, but, uh, and they just fall off, you know, they just get, they get tired of it. They realize that you're not just going to send them, you know, thousands of dollars worth of free product every year. And you're not going to be like, Oh, you're new. Would you like a TV show? You know, it, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, you nail it, Tim. I mean, you know, that's probably the best advice I give to these young anglers getting involved. I mean, when I started in the business promoting and guiding and, and the pro staff side of things became a reality, Facebook didn't exist. I mean, we didn't, YouTube didn't really exist. I mean, a lot of this stuff, these platforms we use now to market and promote and we use, kind of rest our laurels on didn't exist. I mean, you actually had to, had to hump the streets and run around and do seminars. And, and here's a novel idea. You used to do something for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you used to actually do something and not get paid for it or get recognized or get product credit or get this stuff. You know, and, and that's one thing I, I tell people is the game has changed. Uh, the word pro staff, in my opinion, now means less professional and more promotional than it ever did. And it's so competitive. I mean, I go through over 4,000 pro staff applications a year for just clam, not blackfish, not altering, just clam. And a lot of them ent enter the, the arena saying things like, I have a Facebook page. I have a YouTube page with 500 fans. Sponsor me. Hey, I can promote for you on social media. Send me some gear. And like I said, I remember a time where I used to go to sports shows for Mr. Twister or Shimano or whoever because I wanted to, because I knew it was a way to promote myself. And if I didn't necessarily even get anything out of it from that brand, I saw the value because you're at these high profile events where if you put the work in, you're going to get recognized. You're going to build your credentials. You're going to build your career. Now it's a lot of anglers saying, oh, you want me there? Pay me. Give me something. 
And I understand we've kind of we've kind of created that monster. I mean, we're as guilty as anybody. The businesses are. We've kind of created that monster. But again, like you said, the cream rises to the top. I mean, you know, quick when new guys or gals come on board, pro staff within one year, if they're going to make it or break it. I can tell you within one year if that person's going to go, hey, this was fun, or if you're going to say this person might have something here. I can tell you within one year. If, if that's a reality, it's all by work ethic, uh, attitude, um, the, what you do off camera per se, <laughs> do when you're not getting compensated, uh, the extra mile you go when no one's looking, uh, that's the stuff that you can't coach, you can't teach, you got to have it in you, and you got to push that limit, it's just like an athlete, uh, you always knew who the good athletes were because they were at the field when practice wasn't happening, training. You could see them there and you wonder and everyone wondered why that person was better. It's because of the extra effort they put in. And I think that can resonate in this fishing business as well as is that extra cast after a guide trip or that extra scouting mission or, you know, the extra research before a tournament or shooting an extra video in your boat when you don't want to, or you name it. Those are the things I think we need to continue to hammer home on. And you're seeing those who are doing it and you're seeing those who aren't. And, uh, Sure. I think our industry is is figuring it out, and the pro step directors for these different brands are figuring it out. And that's why it's uh, becoming more cutthroat because, like you said, Tim, it is more competitive. Four thousand plus applications now. I yeah. mean, four thousand people that want to be on the pro staff for a fish ice fishing company. You that's better cool. show me something different, or yeah. you're going to get an email back from me saying thank you. Um, better luck next time, but. Show me something different. And what can you do for the brand? It's not about the pro staff member. It's about the brand. Yeah. I, I remember coming back from um, my first ice team university. I think it was 2014. I rode up, you drove me up and coming back. I remember, I remember a lot from that trip, but I remember you saying, wow, now I got to go home and go through pro staff applications. And I'm thinking like, you know, 50, 60, maybe hundred. I was like, how many do you have? And you said 2,500. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? And you were like, yeah, I get them daily. I get pro staff increase daily. And, and, you know, to people that maybe they don't hear anything back, um, your messages don't go unread, you know, when you reach out to clam, they don't go unnoticed at least, you know, I read every single one. I mean, will I reply to every single one? Honestly, no, Yeah, it's tough. That's, that's borderline impossible. I do have a wife and four kids at home as well, but, uh, (laughs) You know, I can tell you what, the ones that put effort into them will get a response. It may not be the response they want, but they will get a response, uh, hopefully with some level of encouragement or some type of dialogue. Uh, but if, if all you want to do is just blanket, and what we're seeing too is a lot of anglers are just blanketing the industry, sending the same email to every single company. Um, and, I, and I've been doing this a little while. And I can read through that, and, and you're not going to get a response from me if that's the case. You put some time into it and let me know what you can do for clam and copy a bio or a resume or some information about yourself and some of your knowledge, you know, accomplishments and if some things you could bring to the table. Yeah. I'm going to take the time to look it over and at least give you a, some type of response with some direction. Um, but of those 4,000, Timmy, you know, well over a thousand are with all due respect, just deleted because it's just all about, What's in it for me? Um, yeah. Can you sell me goods? Sponsor me. Um, uh, you know, I don't like the word sponsor. 
I like the word partner. I've always said that. The word partner is way more powerful than the word sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a lot of anglers, I think, are starting to pick up on that. But yeah, it's, it's a labor of love. I mean, my April and May is quite entertaining going through pro staff applications. I've been going through already this month, and some of them are actually pretty comical. Some of them are uh, <laughs> uh, pretty entertaining. I've had, uh, uh, we've, and, it's, and it's not just fishing. Uh, we've sponsored barbecue teams. Uh, we've sponsored softball teams. Uh, we've had professional pool players reach out to us. Uh, we've had, we, right, we do sponsor right now a dog sled team. Oh, cool. Uh, Kim and Paul Rule, I mean, Kim is like one of the top dog sled racers in the country. Uh, she's unbelievable. And then we sponsor Kim uh, on a, and partner with her on a ultra, uh, uh, ice armor perspective. So it's not just fishing. It's, and as our companies evolve, like you know, uh, we do all kinds of stuff. So it's it's fun. It's more part of the part of the job I like is probably looking at pro staff applications because it's entertaining and rewarding. And heck, I learn some stuff when I go through them as well. So it's nice. fun. Yeah. So to that, we've touched on quite a bit. You know what what you know what companies are looking for, or really you know what you want to what you want to send out there, you know, it's, it's not just a matter of, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, like my name will come up on a Facebook group and somebody will say, I could do that. I'm I'm a much better fisherman than him. It's not just about being a good angler. It's, and it's not just about, like you said, what, what the angler is going to get out of it. It definitely needs to be a partnership. And, and, and maybe that was kind of what helped with my successes because I knew right from the beginning that it wasn't just about getting free product. It was, it was, um, I, I reached out and, you know, and, and tried to convey what I brought to the table. Yeah. I had a social media platform, but how many people was I reaching with it? You know, everybody has a social media platform to some degree, but, you know, figure out, you know, try to figure out at least how many people you're reaching. I, I wrote, outdoor articles. So I looked at what the circulation was on those articles. So I knew that that was, you know, one of them had a circulation of like 40,000. So I knew I, that that article was reaching 40,000 people every month, yep. you know, things like that. Those are, those are things that um, to me would kind of stand out like, huh, maybe I should look a little deeper into who this person is. And, you know, I know I've received emails from you occasionally from people out this way, you know, do you know this person? And sometimes I know them and sometimes it's clear right off the bat that their numbers are over well, way over inflated, you know, that they don't reach anywhere near that many people. They're, they're not guiding the thousands of people that they say they are. Nobody knows who they are. So, and it's not just about, I don't think being necessarily being different, trying to reinvent the wheel or, or offering something nobody else does. Cause that's really tough to do as competitive as it is, but being able to at least offer what, you know, some of the people that are bringing something to the table that are, are working in this industry, you know, try to emulate, you know, some of what other people are doing. And, and you nailed it. I mean, fishing ability, while it's important, like you have to be able to fish. You can't be on the pro staff of a fishing company if you can't fish, right? And, and all of our pro staff are good anglers, no doubt. But you're right. Are there better anglers than some of our pro staff? Sure. That's fine. Uh, are there better anglers than you and me? Of course. Are there better ice fishermen than Dave Gens? I'd argue that, but maybe, sure. I, Dave's a wizard. But again, that's not the point. The point is, is your ability to communicate, your ability to promote, your ability to reach people, your ability to connect with people. What is your niche? What are things you're doing? 
How do you relate to the people in your area? So there's a lot of things that come into play when you want to be on the pro staff for a company. You know, you know, one of the first turnoffs for me generally in a pro staff uh, email when they want to be on part of the team is when an angler instantly starts to spout off about all of their fishing ability. And I don't mean that with any disrespect. I don't care how you placed um, in the NIFC or the UPL or whatever. Uh, that's not important to me. Um, it's more important to me is how are you going to help the brand? How are you going to get the message out there? What's your circle of influence? Um, you don't need to have 20,000 followers on social media. Uh, you don't need that. You don't need to be a TV show host. But how can you help the brand? What are you willing to do above and beyond to help the brand? Are you, like you said, are you writing? Are you doing seminars? Um, do you run a fishing um, league? Are you captaining kids in the sport of bass fishing? What are some things you're doing that can bring awareness of our brands to people? Um, you know, you getting seventh place in the last ice fishing derby, don't care. I mean, because quite frankly, a lot of those anglers in those tournaments are already, are already have been in, in they're not as impressionable, let's say. Uh, they already have, let's say, sponsors. They're already the people we're not really trying to reach, I mean, to some degree. So how are you bringing new people to the sport? What are you doing that's different? And uh, how can you help the brand? That's important because, you know, if you ask a lot of these major brands, um, you know, whether it's ice fishing or open water fishing, some of their best pro staff members, aren't, they're going to tell you, aren't their best anglers? Mm -hmm. By golly, they know how to promote the sport. They have the gift of gab. They're good at a sports show. Uh, people like them. They're respected. They have credibility and rapport in the industry. Those are all things that you need to find a way to get and, and strengthen to be a good pro stepper for a company. It's super important. Um, you nailed it, man. And of course, like you said, you're always going to get that guy or guy, gal that's you know keyboard strong and wants to take shots on social media. And you know what, Timmy? I'm telling you right now, um, every time somebody takes a dig at you on social media, and I'd tell this to anybody, Pat yourself on the back. They're doing that because they see something in you that they want. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in that. I have thick skin, and I think I've gained thick skin at times because of fishing. Um, that's fine. Every time I see someone take a shot at me or anybody or clamoring the brands, I just pat myself on the back and say, we're doing the right things. People are recognizing it, and uh, they're, uh, they're saying that stuff because of, A, jealousy, uh, frustration, uh, maybe frustration in themselves. And uh, never get discouraged by that. And that's a good thing to, to remember for any kid getting involved that um, you're going to take your licks. People get on social media, they want to banter, they want to talk smart. That's that's a part of the game. Don't get discouraged by it. Um, in fact, take it as a compliment and take it as an opportunity to uh, work even harder and just make it be fuel in your fire. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I remember, I think it was my first year working the St. Paul Ice Show around that like that leading up to that that year there had been some controversy here there was just this one individual angler who had a chip on his shoulder against me and for no real reason and and it was just this every time I turned around they were saying something you know nasty about me and and I remember seeing Jason Mitchell it was just like, like a quiet moment and I asked him like how do you deal with that and he said I don't so what do you mean he said I don't he said I just file it under things I've done right. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, if people can't find a reason to hate you and they need to create a reason, then you're doing it right. If everybody hates you, take a look at that. But if you have one person here and there 
that that is they have to look for a reason to hate you and the reason seems silly it's because they're jealous or you know whatever and just you know don't you know don't don't engage you know that's one thing you know in being a recovering alcoholic one thing i learned early on in sobriety was you don't have to attend every fight you're invited to yep. you know and and that's that's really kind of translated and and you know i've had moments you know politically things get heated and i had some a period where i was kind of you know getting baited into these arguments and and sometimes for me it's just as simple as hearing like one one person you know like it was you you gave a talk about you know not attending every every fight you're invited to just because you disagree with something and and you talked about you know um conduct on social media as a as a pro staffer and you know how everyone has an opinion. You're not expected to not have an opinion, but you're expected to share that opinion in a constructive and, and non-destructive way. And, and for me at that moment, it was like, holy crap. I know he's not specifically talking about me. Maybe you were thinking about me when you said it, but I, I felt like I was typing that email. <laughs> I felt like you were talking directly to me because I was like, you know what? I needed to hear that because um, it just kind of turn this flip the this, this script and kind of like put a mirror up to you know not just the fact that i was doing it but what what it was causing you know and that's that's and i think in this day and age too tim with social media being i i love i have a love-hate relationship with social media i love it for all the right reasons i hate it for all the wrong reasons i hate it for all the right reasons and love it for all the, whatever you know what i mean yeah. And uh, I think right now, too many people abuse it as a platform to push their agenda onto people. And I'll never be that guy. I'm always the one that I'll never be. I don't want to be confrontational. Sure, I have my opinions and I love everybody's opinion. And everyone's entitled to it. But that's not how I use social media. I use social media for good. I use social media to talk about experiences and educate and uh, have some fun with friends and family and other anglers. And uh, I think it's not a place where we should be bickering with each other and arguing. And I get it. And right now, our times in this world clearly are tough. And everyone's got an opinion. And uh, it's one of those things, part of my French, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And everyone's opinion is wrong, it seems like. Uh, and I think especially as promoters in this industry, to get back on topic of the fishing side of things as pro staff, um, you have to remember, you represent not just yourself, but the brands you wear and the brands you show. And every time you hop on social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or all the other pages out there, uh, you represent those brands. So the second you accept a pro staff position with the company and you want to spout off um, as much as you feel like you're in the right, remember that you're hurting that brand, uh, not just yourself. Because believe me, Tim, if I had a nickel for every time I get an email from somebody screenshotting something one of our pros say on social media i'd have a whole lot of nickels i fly yeah. out and we do this in person um so don't think it and remember once you post that on facebook it's there you can't yeah. take it back someone screenshots that you can't take it back i have legitimately seen careers ruined in this industry because somebody has a momentary lapse of judgment and gets heated on social media and decides to tell somebody where to stick it in, in so many words. And, and it's, and I'm putting a tough position and you know, why policy, we have a no tolerance policy. Um, and, uh, 
it's tough. I mean, I, I, I'm not telling you you can't have an opinion. I'm just telling you if you want the position, you, maybe your opinion is needs to be held with a little more tact when you address it on a social media platform. Exactly. That's, that's important. And I think you need to remember that. And I think I, I, I don't even like to go on social media right now, Tim, because of all the garbage that's on there. I'll call it what it is. It's just garbage. And, you know, people, you don't know what's true and what's factual and people just want to fight. We, we created this culture right now of hostility and instability. And it seems like, you know, you could, somebody's going to argue with you that two plus two isn't four. It's just, we've gotten there and I choose and will continue to choose not to be a part of it. And instead only use social media to um, talk fishing, dude. Yes. Yeah. Share fishing reports, share fish pictures, uh, brag about my kids and uh, connect with people I want to connect with. And, and you're not going to find me engaging in that, that garbage. And, and I won't do it. Whether I believe it's right or wrong, my position doesn't matter. It's not the place to do it. And it's only hurting everything we do as a society, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Conduct, that is, you know, it's one of the things that I did want to talk about is conduct um, as as a pro staff. And this this goes for any company, obviously, all this stuff does. Um, but you, people, I think some sometimes, especially newer people or people that have just given up, you know, wanting to be a pro staffer, uh, forget that their conduct off of social media, you know, you're working with the public. I mean, that's, you know, in, in the in the when you're promoting something, you're promoting it to to the general public and sh at shows and in seminars um, on the water. You know, um, that's for me, that's that's also a, another place that I need to kind of keep myself in check when I'm when I'm out in the general public is I have felt since the day I got the first email from you inviting me to be a power stick that I have worn that clam jersey 24 seven since that day, whether I'm wearing it or not, you know, I'm just, I'm just that guy. It feels like, you know, it feels like family. I just, I, I always feel like I'm wearing it. And I think it's easy to get lost to lose that fact when you're out in public and, you know, you think, Oh, I'm not wearing the Jersey. I can do whatever I want. We're all entitled to do whatever we want, you know, right. but our actions always come with, with consequences. And what is some of the conduct you like, you like to see or, don't like to see you know when working shows or just even like on the water yeah i mean i mean to start it off i mean the one thing the most important thing you have in this fishing business as a promoter hands down is integrity that's the number one that's your number one strength you can you can miss a giant fish you can botch a radio interview you could not capture content in the show you could not close a deal in the booth at a retailer, but if you lose your integrity and credibility, that's everything in this business. So you always have to remember that and credibility and integrity. I, I'm a firm believer that a person's integrity oftentimes is forged when people aren't looking, when the camera is not on them per se, that's when you forge your integrity. What do you do when people are not looking? Um, Yep. That's so important. And that, and that also comes from faith and everything else, right? But so you always got to remember that. So when you're not at a sports show, when you're not uh, working for the brand, you have to remember that. And whether you're at a bar, whether you're at a restaurant with your friends, whether you're fishing by yourself with buddies, whether you're on the water with 
a neighbor, integrity and credibility is so crucial. But as far as, you know, behavior at, at events and stuff, I mean, one thing we always look at is always, always, like you said, be hungry. Like if you're working a booth at a sports show, it's always a great place to, to use it as an educational opportunity for, uh, for our pros. And I have a lot of pros that I feel set the bar that, um, do a phenomenal job at sport shows. And, and one guy that always comes to mind is Pat Hamilton. And if anyone knows Pat Hamilton and you watch that guy at a sports show, uh, he's one of the best ever. Dude. And, and the reason I say that is he's energetic. He's engaged. You're, you're at a sports show, like, you know, Tim, to engage with the consumers. Mm-hmm. That's why you're there. Like, yeah, you want to talk to, I want to talk to you as, as, you know, partners and peers in the business. Yeah. You want to talk to other pros and there's a place and the time and all that needs to happen, but you're there to engage with the consumer, to educate the consumer, to teach, to help them with buying decisions, to answer their fishing questions, to talk, show them how to tie a knot, whatever. So you always want to engage with people. If you want to be on the pro staff for a company and show up in a booth and not talk to anybody that walks into the booth, probably not your sport. Uh, at least on the promotional side of things. So you want to engage, you want to be receptive, you want to be looking for things to do. Uh, idle hands, right, Tim? You know, so if you're in a booth in sports and you're not talking with somebody, find something. Like, it's great in this day and age. I always tell our pro staff, hey, man, if you if you find yourself in a, in a, in a swamp in the booth or there's some downtime, film a video. Yeah, I do it so well where it's, you know, you get those slow periods at a sports show. I don't care what sports show on this planet, there's slow times, right? You mm-hmm. get the show, the last hour or this or that. You know, I, I see you filming a tip. Hey, Tim Moore from Tim Moore Outdoors, you want know, to show you how to rig this Mackey plastic on this drop kick. Like, find ways to be creative. This goes back to that whole going the extra mile, putting in the effort, doing the extra things. So I think those are important things, but don't take advantage of the fun. Don't dip out of the booth and take two-hour lunch breaks. Uh, don't do that. I mean, it happens. I have to find it. guys or gals every show. And <laughs> and said person might be in another booth talking fishing. I don't know. but So remember, you're always representing the brand, like you said. So integrity is important. Watch, your, watch the language. I mean, again, I think we've created a society where our culture is 100% accepted of of profanity i mean it, it blows my mind but uh the f word uh, s-h-i-t those seem to be just people's vocabulary and it seems like at time it's acceptable and um while i'm not judging uh, do i not swear ever no i'm not gonna say i don't but when you got that jersey on especially representing the company or you're on the water you're around peers and and people again it goes back to the integrity thing watch what you say um you know, be careful there. And, and a big one is always be receptive. I mean, you're, you're, you should never be too busy to answer a question or help someone out or, or get stopped in an aisle when you're walking to lunch and you're hungry. When some kid says, Oh, Hey, Tim, Hey, I, I follow you on, on YouTube. What's your favorite crappie lure? You take the time to answer that question because I'm telling you right now, those little things have more impact than you could ever imagine. And, and if you want a, a, a lesson, if you want to watch, there's one person in this ice fishing business 
that if there's any person that's been given the opportunity to take a breather, it's Mr. Dave Dance. And I have to tell Dave to go eat. Yeah. See, David, go eat. You need to eat. Yeah. Because he will talk to everybody from the second he walks in the door until he's literally getting into his van in the parking lot. And you want to look at a role model or an example for a promotional figure in the sport of ice fishing. I don't know if there's a better man than him. And I know we talk about Dave Gens a lot and we beat that drum, but there's a reason he got to where he is today. Exactly. And look at how he holds himself at a sports show. Um, I've been around Dave. That man physically and mentally drops into his bed when a day at a sports show is over because he doesn't know when to turn it off from the second he wakes up to the second he goes to bed. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or 95 years old. It doesn't matter if he's sitting in front of a plate of food at lunch. He's going to stop what he's doing, and he's going to make it an opportunity for that person to learn something and have fun. And uh, I don't know how he does it still. He's he's, he's a he's a, a savvy veteran, years and decades of doing this, and he still puts that face on every second. He's on yeah. and it's humbling. It's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. He has the goat. That's a term people use, right, all the time? Yeah, he definitely is. He's the goat. Yeah. And, uh, people ask me often, hey, Dave's getting up there in age. Who's going to replace him? Uh, who's going to be the next Dave Gens? And I immediately, without hesitation, say, there won't be one. He can't be replaced. He he created something in this industry in a time that it didn't exist. Uh, you don't replace guys like Dave Gens. You don't replace... Uh, um, basketball players like Michael Jordan, right? You don't replace soccer players like Pele. Um, they just create a foundation that we all live by and we just branch off. So um, he's awesome. If you ever get a chance, anybody out there to connect with David Asportra, you'll see exactly what I mean because he's the first guy in the booth and usually the last guy to walk out with me. And uh, to this day, I still just go, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't ever think that you, it's not worth approaching Dave because he probably won't want to talk to you. The only thing that's going to stop you from having a conversation with Dave is the line of people in front of you waiting to have a conversation with Dave because he will just talk and talk and talk for as long as you want to talk. He'll talk fishing. He's just that guy. Yep. And we had a lot of guys like that and gals. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I hate, I just always single it out Dave. Um, but yeah. uh, there's so many. I mean, you've worked many, many booths with us, Tim. Um, I, I oftentimes catch myself smiling um, just by myself watching the interactions take place because, you know, I'm always so proud of the pro staff involved with our brands. And I think uh, there needs to be some pride. That's another thing I think we haven't probably touched on is uh, you did a little bit, but pride in the brand. I mean, you need to have pride and be proud to represent that brand. It's not about the products that you receive or the discounts or anything. Like, I think we've created a, a culture at Clam. Um, uh, many people haven't come to Clam Pro Day. It's an intimate event. You have. Uh, you the, the pride and, and the amount of people that are proud there exudes. You can feel it. And that needs to happen. And I think the best pro staffs, the best pro staff groups, not just an individual, are built on pride. You have you're proud to represent that company. It's not just about uh, wearing the jersey or or using that fish trap or wearing that ice armor 
it's I'm, I'm proud to represent Climb Outdoors and um, that's important. And if you really don't feel that, you need to dig deep and understand why. Uh, because, you know, I, I take my personal experiences. Uh, I'm very proud. I'm very proud to represent the brands I do. I'm very proud to be a father. I'm very proud to be a husband, you know. And, and if those are things you can't dig down deep and answer for yourself, man. You got to go back to the drawing board and figure it out. So you need to have pride. And that comes with the integrity. So if you're proud to be a part of something, you don't do something dumb to deface it, right? Um, if you're proud to represent anything in life, you don't do something ignorant to put it down. And, and, and that might be something us as a society and a culture should embrace is if you're truly proud to represent something, you don't do something to hurt it. And uh, if you keep that message strong, hey man, you can go a long ways in this business without being the best fisherman on the planet. Uh, there's other ways to make yourself very, very valuable to a fishing company and have a lot of success. True. Um, yeah, one thing that that I do as a pro staffer is, and I've always done is when I'm at events and I'm working with other pro staffers, especially like St. Paul or pro day is I watch the people who are where I want to be. And for a long time, I just did what they did. And, and, you know, just try to emulate those people. If you do what they do, you'll, you'll get what they get. You know, it's kind of one of the, one of the sayings that I've heard thrown around to it, you know, to a degree, but you also have to find your own voice. So, you, you know, you, you take that, you know, that emulation and then kind of build off of that. I remember my first pro day was the first year I was an ice team pro and I was a nervous wreck. I was a mess. It was the year that clam released the uh, pro tackle line. And I remember Jeff Anderson asked me to film a, a tackle tip. And it was probably the most useless piece of video he has in his, in his arsenal because I couldn't even form a complete sentence. I was so nervous. I didn't expect it. So when he asked me, I was just like, Oh my God, what? You know, because I think I I think I had just followed up. Uh, I think I went right behind like Jason Mitchell. And I was just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, and it was horrible. I knew it was horrible at the time. And afterwards, I asked, I remember asking Jeff, who's, who's been in this industry a long time and, and started out really young. And I said, what? You have any advice? And he said, just be yourself. And I didn't know, I had no idea what he meant. I was just like, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Everyone says that, right? Yeah, it was like two years later, I was I was filming, maybe it was two years later, it was ice shots. And I went out on the ice and I had um, Thomas Allen with me. And we filmed a bunch of tips, video tips. And the next morning, he came up to me at breakfast and he said, do you know how many tips we filmed yesterday? And I said, nope. He said, 12. Do you know how many you did in one take? I said, no. He said, all of them. I have so little editing to do because of you, your voice is amazing. And that's when it clicked. I was just like, my voice, that's what he meant. Be myself, find my yeah. own voice. Stop trying to yeah. sound like Jason Mitchell. Stop trying to sound like Dave Gans or Chris Grandrude. Find my own voice. That's what he meant when he said, be myself. Just because I was trying to sound like what I thought he wanted me to sound like, you know? Yeah. And so, and, but you know, some of that comes from, there's a time when you just have to monkey see monkey do until you figure it out. And then, and then yep. you always want to kind of evolve that into, into your own voice. So I found worked well for me. 
that's phenomenal advice. It's still going that way. Still, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, find my voice. I feel like some days I turn the camera on. I'm just like, what was I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) We all have those days, man. At the end of the day, we're all human. And that's another thing too, is, you know, and going back to the humility side of things, at the end of the day, we're people like, you know, Jason Mitchell, he's a dude. He's your average dude. And, And he would say that sitting here. He's your average dude. Just great guy. Loves to fish. But yeah. You know, millions of people look up to him and put him on a pedestal and, and idolize him. But he's a, he's another guy. You know, he's just a good guy that loves to fish and has been privileged to be in some cool positions and get some opportunities. But at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of dudes and gals that love the sport and, and, and work hard at it. And, and we got to remember that. And, it's, and uh, you know, but no, good, good advice, Tim. You know, continue to find your voice and you know, find uniqueness and be yourself and try not to be something you're not, because I'm telling you, people see through that. Um, yeah. You're going to be fake. People see through that, whether it's uh, the audience, the consumer, uh, industry, brands, we see through it. I mean, I, it doesn't take a rocket scientist after a few short encounters to realize if a person's being real or not. So um, again, that goes back to integrity and credibility. Don't lose that. Uh, continue to make sure that shines through in everything you do and, you know, you're a winner in my book. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's no group of pro staffers, especially in clam. Oh my God. That gets together and like makes fun of the people that aren't very good at doing video tips. Or right. Like, you know, there's nobody that I've run into in within, especially within clam that is looking to tear anybody down. Everybody has done everything they can to build each other up. And if you succeed, I succeed, we succeed, you know, more opportunities for me, if the better that, that clam does. So you know, that was, I think, a misconception that I, I didn't, wasn't really conscious, but I kind of had that feeling like, oh my God, everybody's going to make fun of me now. And there's no little group of people that gets together and makes fun of you behind your back. Um, right. If anybody has anything to say, they'll say it to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of ribbon that goes on. It's a team, man. It's like we do the pro day event in August and some, some of the guys and gals listening to this and watching this might not know what that is, but it's a giant event where all of our pros from across the country in Canada uh, come in for an annual training. We also release our new products. And I've had many, 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 many uh, counterparts of mine at other brands, whether it's ice fishing or open water fishing, ask me how we pull that up. Um, and, and, and I'm going to be honest, this isn't meant to be boastful. Um, we have the best team out there. I mean, we have the most united team out there. I mean, we have, I think, uh, the raddest pro day ever invented no one pulls off what we do and it comes down to family it comes down to team it comes down to understanding that we're all in this together we're, we're all trying to accomplish the same goals um you're right you don't we don't put each other down we create this atmosphere of brother and sister and it resonates and if anyone's been to that pro day event you see it there's very few handshakes there's a whole ton of hugs yeah um and uh I've been involved with a lot of fishing brands over the last, call it, 20 years doing this. And I've never been to a pro staff meeting or event like what we put on Pro Day. And again, it's not meant to be boastful. It's just we work hard at creating that culture and that atmosphere that we are one big team. We will work together to accomplish the same goal. And if we do that, we will find that path. And, um, and I've had many, many other pro staff directors ask me, how do you pull it off? I can't get my guys and gals to come to meetings. And the ironic thing about that comment is you've been to Pro Day, Tim. 
<laughs> we don't compensate anybody to be there. No. That's the one event that I don't care if you're Dave Gens or Jason Mitchell. Um, I'm not paying those guys to show up to Pro Day. I'm not paying for them to fly across the country to come there. Um, everyone's got to pay their way up Pro Day. And, and that's been a thing we've established years ago, yet we still get foreign people to show up from 30 different states and, and multiple provinces in Canada uh, because I think we've created that, that family atmosphere, um, that pride to be a part of the brand. And, um, hey, man, if there's ever a lesson in the playbook, that's one of them. Uh, if you're another brand watching this is create that atmosphere. Uh, you can never be too busy to pick up your phone you can never be too busy to help someone out. And you create that message all the way down from Dave Osborne, our owner, uh, all the way down to the, the temps in the warehouse uh, and everything in between. Uh, we've created that atmosphere at Clam and it's been successful for us. And, you know, yeah. that's what coming to work is fun. Yep. Well, Matt, this has been awesome. It went by much faster. I thought maybe 30, 45 minutes, but we could probably talk another hour, I'm sure but I know you have a job to do. So <laughs> thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. This has been, you know, there are lots of questions that I get asked on a daily basis and and these have touched on almost all of those. So thanks for your input and, and the time. And it's always, always a pleasure to see you. I know we'll be talking a lot more here over the next few months. So thanks. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. You got it, brother. Good job, Timmy. See you in a few months at uh, Pro Day and, uh, Keep catching them big crappies. Oh, man. I just catch giant crappies, and I fished in the absolute junk weather the last three days. Highest was 34 degrees, and we didn't get any big ones. Ugh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm due. So thanks, Matt. Good job, man.